Welcome to Wellspring on the Air, where professional Christian counselors share practical life and Bible insights. Why? Because hearts and minds matter. We're glad you joined our show today to hear from our host, Tova Kreps, president of Wellspring Counseling in Miami. Tova is a licensed therapist with many years of experience as a Christian counselor. Tova teaches, writes, and consults, and Life FM is pleased to have Wellspring Counseling restoring hearts and minds in our community. Welcome to Wellspring on the Air. I'm Tova, co-founder and president of Wellspring Counseling. The title of today's program is Mental Health in the Church, and I have a guest with me today, Greg Ingram. He's the pastor of Miami Church, and together we're going to talk about mental health in the church. So, Greg, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, well, thanks, Tova. Uh, as you said, my name is Greg Ingram, and I am the pastor of Miami Church. We're a church plant that started here in Miami a couple years ago, and we're specifically in the Coconut Grove community here just south of downtown. And on the personal side, I have a beautiful wife, Whitney. We've been married for over 10 years, and we have three young kids, ages seven, six, and three. And the audience can't see this because we're on the radio, but that's why I look so tired. That's why you look tired. <laughs> and and you got a beautiful wife. That's a lot there, yeah, too. Yeah, that's, that's for, for sure. <laughs> Okay, so so Greg, we met when you came to our office at Wellspring Counseling and talked about partnering with us for counseling for your members. And um, just to explain to our listeners then, basically Wellspring partners with churches all around this community, all around Miami, to give discounts on our fees to churches who support their own members to come for counseling. And that's just an awesome way. Sometimes people can't afford to go. Churches in this community are invested in their people being emotionally healthy. And so we want to make that possible for everybody. And so, Greg, you're one of those. You came in and said, I need counseling for my people, and how do we make it happen? And um, in that process, you told me a little bit about your journey and mental health in the church. So I'd like you to just share with us today, what's your backstory on why you care about counseling for your members? Yeah, I would love to share that. I think what was funny about that conversation at Wellspring was, you know, we're just a church plant. We're small. We just started a couple of years ago, but yet we're one of the top referring churches <laughs> to Wellspring. So it doesn't make sense, but a lot of that has to do with my story and the right. value of our church. And That's so, right. again, my story quickly is, you know, I grew up in a denominational church and there was a, a strong focus on personal relationship with Jesus. And, you know, you have your quiet time and read the Bible and pray. And that was all great, but I got into my 20s, and I had all of these emotions coming at me, and I had no context, no handles with which to handle them. And I was actually living in Chicago at the time, and I was fortunate that uh, at that church in Chicago, it was different. It was not a denominational church that I had grown up in. They actually had a part of their benefit package in the church where there was money that goes towards your salary, but you only got it if you went to counseling. So you were on staff at this church. I was on you're staff. You're in your 20s. That's right. That's right. You're having some emotional, strong emotions that you're still working on handling. And your benefit package, this just struck me. This is why I was like, oh, i got to get this guy on. Because your church had a benefit package as a staff member that was money for counseling that you only got if you spent it on counseling. That's right. So there was a approved list of counselors. Amazing. You had to, in, And it was like a large amount of money, again, for 20-something. It was like six grand or something like that. And I was like, six grand, I, I need that. And and it was also funny too, it was because in the, in the tradition I had grown up in, if you were in counseling of any kind, it was really looked down on. It was like, what's wrong with you? You have a problem. You have a problem. You're one of those. And then I get here and I'm on this staff at this church. And again, it's a large church. There's like 400 something staff members. 
And if you're not going to counseling, they're like, what's wrong with you? And so I remember one a guy asking me one time over like coffee, he's like, hey, are you in counseling? I'm like, no. And he's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, okay, wow, this is backwards. I don't know, know what to do. So that started my journey into counseling. And I think I ended up not only using the money that they gave me, but spending thousands of dollars <laughs> of my own money. But it was really life-changing. It really it changed the trajectory of my entire life at that point. I just love hearing that testimony. Yeah. I really do, because I just wish all our churches did that. I wish we saw that as the norm, that normal, healthy people yeah. seek advice from Christian counselors to be the best they can be. And that makes for healthy staff members, healthy churches, healthy families. So I just, you know, it's music to my ears. So, all right. So that was your trajectory. You spent the money. You did the hard work. And um, so what's that look like for you now in Miami Church? Yeah, so it really colors everything that we do at Miami Church because that was my story. And it that was pre-marriage. And that really led me to get married and be healthy and so many things started off well. So when we de- decided, my wife and I, to uh, help start Miami Church, we started with this value, this idea of wholeness. Mm. And we want to we reach as many people as we can with the grace and the love and the hope of Jesus. And then we also say, hey, we want to help lead people into this idea of wholeness. Talk about that. What's, what do you mean by wholeness? Well, for us, that really looks at the whole person, you know, the physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional and that's a bit of a contrast from, you know, my story where it was just really just focused on the spiritual. Hey, you get this spiritual muscle really strong and don't worry about the rest of it. And we, we from day one said, yes, that's important. Obviously, we want you connected to God and your spiritual muscles big, but we also want to look at the whole person. And that's So do you have a, a bunch of whole members? Who have no. you got coming to that church? Yeah, we got a bunch of crazies, <laughs> uh, including myself, right? I mean, we're, no. we're really, a, you know, again, we're a church plant, the majority of of the people that we reach are far from God. On a typical Sunday, 40-50% of the group in the room is pre-Christian. They're not even followers of Jesus. And we see a lot of people who are seeking and exploring. We see a ton of people who are just kind of starting a faith journey and have no idea. And then we're also getting a lot of people we call returners who at some point, you know, they went to mass once when they were 13 or they had some kind of church experience that was negative and they kind of walked away and then this is their first step back in. And so that's really who we're reaching, and it's fun, it's exciting, uh, but it's messy. I mean, you talk about just messy uh, stories, messy lives, and and so I think this idea of of wholeness is perfect, you know, because I think Jesus obviously wants us to be healthy holistically, and so that's what we're pushing people toward, and that's why we're one of the top refers at Wellspring, because I start having conversations, I go, this is out of my pay grade, and I refer to you guys. Well, we appreciate those referrals, and our hope is that we help you have a healthy, whole church. Um, So that's exciting. But I I love hearing you talk about that. Obviously, it's biblical. Love God with our heart and our soul and our mind and our strength. Mm -hmm. Every aspect of us needs to be under his lordship and exposed to God for healing and health and moving forward. So uh, it's pretty, pretty exciting. So. I know you talk about this as kind of a turning point in your life of about thinking. Can you say a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think about the about the same time that I was in Chicago at this church, exposed to the whole idea of Christian counseling. Um, I was reading a book by one of my favorite authors, a guy named A.W. Tozer. Hmm. And if you haven't read him, you should read him. He has a in one of his chapters. It's, it's entitled "To Be Right, We Must Think Right." And in that, he basically says that, you know, our thoughts, our mind, not only reveal who we are, but they predict who we will become. 
And so that was, for me personally, it was coming at me from different angles Mm -hmm. from the environment I was in there at the church in Chicago, but then also reading Tozer, a guy that I respect and have a lot of admiration for and go, oh yeah, this is right. And so it really kind of turned for me, uh, you know, what, what's said in Proverbs 23, seven, that whole idea for what you think in his heart, so are you, you know, and that was a big turning point for me personally. As I think about thinking, it is that whole idea where what is in our mind is actually, and I would totally agree, predicts who we will become. It predicts everything. And so, but sometimes we forget that the brain is an organ. And so we we take our bodies to, to the doctor or to wellness or to an exercise gym because we know we need to work on that. But cha- working on our brains, what we think. And Scripture has a whole lot yeah, to say yes. about what we think. So we know we, we need to fill our minds with Scripture. Scripture tells us yeah. we need to, when we sit and stand, and we need to be trained in Scripture and that that will change our thinking. Uh, we know that worship and and especially gratitude, the habit of yeah. thanking God is actually a mental habit that we can develop and it changes our thinking, right? If we fill ourselves with positive things, we're supposed to think about whatever is true and right and lovely right. and pure. All the good things is what we're supposed to be choosing to put in our mind. And that's like exercise. It's truly a mental exercise. Um, learning to relax is meditation. All those are things, ways we train our, our thinking to be right, primarily to, to match the truth of God, which sets us free. But what we think matters, but, but it's also in, our brains are organs. And so when we think wrongly and we're stuck in depression or overwhelmed with anxiety, and that relates to sometimes an organic cause or a genetic cause, that's where it gets really complicated for the Christians. And sometimes we leave those people out because we don't know how to just fix it for them easily, you know, but it is their thinking. We just can't see their crippled the way this we see it in a limb or something. You no, know, it's so true, Tova, what you're saying. In fact, we just did this past Sunday at Miami Church, we did a message on this idea of the battle of the mind hmm. and the idea that the, the way that you think is the single most determinative thing about you. It affects your attitudes, it affects your emotions, it affects your behaviors. You know, you first think it, then you feel it, then you act on it. And so, you know, our, our key text, which again, there's so much to be said around the whole idea of the mind and thinking and the brain, you know, but our key, our key text was from Romans 12, 1 and 2. And I think it's, it's obviously very intentional what, what Paul is writing to the church there. He says, hey, if you want to be transformed, how do you do that? He says, you renew your mind. And it goes back to what you were just saying a few minutes ago. Obviously, there's multiple ways to do that mm-hmm. in the, the renewal of your mind, but that's where the transformation comes is, is that daily, that those, those rhythms, those sinks where you're sinking with God, renewing your mind, filling your mind with truth, filling your mind with God's word, you know, filling your mind with people who you surround yourself with, who are safe people who can speak truth into you. And when you say something that's not mm-hmm. right or not of God, I, in fact, I said this to a 20 something the other day, he was saying something and I'm looking at him like, where is this coming from? I go, that's not true. It's not right. And that is definitely not of God. And we need those people. And then also there's obviously the the end where we need professional help, where there's mm-hmm. points where not only do we need, you know, fill our minds with God's word and worship and, you know, people in community that safe people that we can do life with, but we also, which is why I'm a huge fan of Wellspring, where we need to lean into people who are professionally trained, who can help us uh, renew our mind. And again, I think it's it's very rhythmic. I think there's a daily practice to it, a weekly mm-hmm. practice to it, and, and obviously seasonal practices to it as well. 
Well, we clearly agree with each other on this profoundly. So I, I think it's exciting to just have the like-mindedness. I think it's exciting for us to see how many pastors are out there and are really working at this in their own churches in um, with their own people. So you represent that beautifully, that world of pastors who are doing this. Uh, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we will talk about mental health in the church in general. Let's talk about how our churches do handle it, what they get right, what they don't, and uh, what we can do about that in a positive way. So if you're just joining us, stick with us. We'll be right back. And we're going to talk some more with Greg Ingram with Miami Church, talking about mental health in the churches. Wellspring now offers professional Christian counseling at six locations in Dade County. Therapists are now taking clients at two new locations, one at Crossbridge, Miami Springs, and Key Biscayne. For more information, 786-573-7010 or wellspringmiami.org for more information. Welcome back to Wellspring on the Air. This is Tova Krebs, and with me today I have Greg Ingram. He's the pastor from Miami Church. If you are just joining us, we are talking today about mental health in the church. And Greg has shared with us how he was at a church that showed him that this is a priority. They had money in their staff budget for it, for them to have counseling and to be as healthy as they could be. And he's modeling that in his church plant. And where's your church plant again, Greg? Well, we're located in Coconut Grove Community just south of downtown. And we're actually opening up a new facility right on US 1 and Southwest 22nd. So anybody can come. So if you're listening, you're not churched, then come to Greg's church. If I weren't committed at mine, I might (laughs) consider visiting, but I don't think that would fly too well right now. Okay, so we're going to move into talking about, let's just talk about the church. And I mean, cross-denominational, kingdom crossing. What do you think is the typical view for pastors and for churches regarding mental health? I I think a lot of it's just the unknown, uncertainty, just Mm. not knowing what to do with it just not no experience with it okay so you and i shared an article and we're going to share some of this with you all today because it was it's a great article uh it came out in christianity today and it came out in april and it's called the church and mental health what do the numbers tell us and it's authored by ed stetzer who is the executive director of the billy graham center and does publishes leadership material so it's really good stuff and it includes a large survey that was done by mm-hmm. focus on the family uh, as well as others, where they've done a, a large survey of pastors and church members that's a national survey. So I think it's it's really interesting about that. So what did we discover from that article that we might want to share with our listeners, Greg? I mean, I think the first thing that kind of struck me is I, I think they're, according to the survey, that most pastors see the need, mm-hmm. which I was a little shocked at how high the percentage was, according to their survey, that pastors see the need. I was encouraged by that, too. I was like, okay, we have made progress. This is one of the goals of Wellspring is that we would really help the church at large to be aware of and to know, equipped to handle mental health needs. And so I felt encouraged at those. I think what it says, 74% said that the pastors knew someone diagnosed with clinical depression and more than half knew at least three people, six out of 10, so they'd counseling at least one person who was eventually diagnosed with an acute mental illness. So they're aware of that that's out there. I was struck by this one, though. 23% of the pastors indicated that they had personally battled a mental illness of some kind in their lives, or I presume it meant their families. I don't have a question here, but, um, and 12% said it was formally diagnosed. And so that's, that's Mm -hmm. really actually more common to all of the national studies of people across America. In other words, it's not just 
secular. It's Christians are having these issues too. Our pastors are aware of it. They're experiencing it in their own families. And uh, it's encouraging to see that they, they are. What else struck you out of that article? As a pastor, one of the most uh, interesting things for me was how should the church respond? So if you look at the statistics, you see what is there, what should we do? What should pastors do? What should leaders in the church do? And and he points out a, a couple of things when he says, talk about it, uh, be willing to talk about it. And then number two, he says, make sure that people in your church know which resources are available, both within your church and within the community. Well, thinking of talking about it, th- these statistics struck me. So it said that near 49%, nearly half, said they rarely or never spoke on the subject to their churches in sermons or large group messages. So here it is, you know, 6% of the population having mental health issues, you know, huge percentages of people seeking help for it. And not just mental illness, but then you move that into emotional maturity, mm-hmm. and that would be mm-hmm. a much broader spectrum yes. of people working on this. And yet it's not addressed from the pulpit. Why is that? Again, I think it goes back to what I said earlier. I think just don't know how to do it. Don't feel equipped or trained or resourced or qualified to talk about it. Well, Wellspring wants to equip pastors along those lines as one of our goals, but I think they're more equipped than they think. And right. just really learning how to put those things together. Uh, I love Peter Scazzaro's work of the Emotionally Healthy yeah, Church, that's really good. and it, he and his mm-hmm. wife just dive into mm-hmm. discipleship in churches on how can we be emotionally healthy mm-hmm. within our churches? How can we teach each other to do that? They have books, they have programs, mm-hmm. all sorts of great stuff, right? Um, but I, I think the pastors, but they've got to talk about it. They've got to at least acknowledge it exists. You know, we stand up in our churches regularly. We have prayer lists, right? And we pray for everybody's physical illnesses, but we absolutely never pray yeah. for people's mental illnesses. And I understand the stigma or the need to kind of be thoughtful about that. But if we don't acknowledge it publicly, it makes you feel that it's a secret. It's a dirty secret. It's something that can't be said. You can't put it on the prayer list at church. You can't tell people that this is the real issue happening in your family. Yeah, I love, I was, in fact, this past week, I, I love to listen to other pastors, their sermons, their podcasts. And I was listening to a well-known pastor in the United States. If I said his name, majority of the listeners would probably know who he is. He's big church, tons of books. And he was doing this interview, and I loved the transparency and the openness that he said he basically said that you know he has this conversation this this battle that's in his mind and he and he said that he said this publicly this was awesome he said you know i if i'm being honest almost every week i have this conversation in my mind like i just got to quit i got to give up this is too much i'm overwhelmed i can't do all this and and he's created you know he's really good he's a great communicator he's a successful leader so he's created this expectation that hey when you come to his church on sundays you're going to hear this awesome dynamic sermon and here he is going hey every 7 days i got to produce this thing and in his mind, he's feeling the pressure and the stress of that, not to mention, I want to be a great dad and a great husband, and I want to be a great leader, and I want to do all this stuff. And so all of that just has built up. And here he was just, in a, I think, in a very appropriate, vulnerable way going, hey, I have these thoughts. And I, I would love to see more leaders and more pastors just be more open and more transparent about that kind of thing. Well, I get to do that a little at my office, but of course I have a whole room full of staff who are all therapists and who are the safest place in the world to land. So a couple of years ago, I, I took like a month sabbatical off. I just came in and said, I, I can't, I, I can't come to work for a month. Or actually, I wanted three months and then it just disappeared on me. But they, of course, were a wonderful, safe place to land. The church is not always so right. safe. That's true. 
to land and say, I have depression, I have this. Certainly addictions, we, we don't want to put out there publicly. And yet, um, but we really need to. Uh, we need to be putting some of those things out and still give God the glory for, you know, yes, I'm a pastor who's depressed, but I do get up every Sunday and I do win this battle, spiritual battle and emotional battle. And God gets the credit for that. He's the one who pulls us out of our, our dark holes, you know. Yeah, I remember one time I was, I was actually at Wellspring uh, in a counseling session and the therapist at the end uh, he goes, oh, give me a second. I want to look at at the uh, at my calendar to see who's next because it could be someone from your church. And I remember I just said, I don't care. I stand <laughs> up on Sunday mornings and tell people that I go into counseling that this is a regular part of my life and my practice. And so I think there is a way pastors and leaders could just model and just be transparent again appropriately, but be transparent that hey, we all need help. We all need safe places where we can process and dive into uh, the emotions, into the brain, into the mind, into our thinking. I think that's so true. And at Wellspring, we really want to have a component that is wellness-oriented and not just problem resolution. And that wellness piece, I think, also helps take away the stigma of counseling because so, so yeah, I'm doing okay, but I'm not necessarily doing great in my marriage or great in my parenting or great in this area. And so I come to get better. And it, and so then it's like, it takes away that stigma a little bit. And so you're going to be the best pastor and father you can be, um, whatever your other goals are there. And, um, you know, I, I press all of our therapists to do the same thing. We can't lead people to where we haven't That's been. That's true. That's good. We really can't. And so we have to know what it's like to sit in the, I won't hire somebody at Wellspring unless they've been to counseling because they got to know what it's like to be one of, quote, them. And we, one of our sayings at Wellspring is we are they. <laughs> it's not patience. We don't even use the word patience. We have clients because we're just all in the same that's journey. Right. Yeah, we really are that. We get counseling. They get counseling. This is, we're all just trying to get a little bit better, a little bit more honoring to God, a little less uh, stuck in, in our negative patterns. So that's pretty exciting. Well, any other statistics that struck you out of that or things you want to comment on? I've, one was talk about the issues. Another one was that you said was just make sure uh, people know mm. what resources are available, right? Yes. And again, I think that's important. A lot of churches, a lot of pastors probably like me, like I don't have the resources personally. I'm not trained. Uh, I don't feel equipped in many ways. And so knowing local communities, partnering with like Wellspring and other resources in the community is critical and huge. And I just think you got to do that. And I think it's got to be visible. So it can't just be, so there was a huge gap and I can't find it instantly, but there was a gap in the perception of pastors, how much they thought they give as resources and how available their resource lists right. were and what the parishioners thought was available. It was a large gap. What did you find there? Go ahead. It said that, yeah, it says that seven in 10 pastors said that the resources were available Whereas from the people in the church, their perception was only about twenty eight percent thought that the, <laughs> thought that there was uh, that there was resources available. So sixty eight percent of the pastors like, oh yeah, you've got plenty of resources, but only twenty eight percent of the people in the church uh, believe that there was enough resources. So yeah. that's a really so there's a, a gap, great, and, a and that's point. a visibility gap. We got to yeah. somehow make it visible and accessible, yeah. and whether it's flyers or lists or whatever. And even yeah, that okay. speaks to this is normal part of our Christian walk is to get well mentally. And uh, you know, I was interested with this statistic. It said twenty five percent of people who pursued treatment for mental illness first went to the clergy. 
which is a higher number than going to psychiatrists, general medical doctors, or anyone else. They go to the churches first. And so our pastors and our leaders in the churches have got to have somebody around who can be on the spot and, and answer that, you know, because we think of it as spiritual and thinking issues. And so we go to the church. And um, it's a great place to go. It's where we should go, really. Yep. We just need That's the churches equipped and partnered with yep. Wellspring, but but equipped within themselves, you know, to, to feel comfortable. I know where to send them, and I know what's in my lane and what's not in my lane and when to cross that over. So it's just exciting about moving forward on that. Well, Greg, this has been a great conversation. I actually feel encouraged that we're making progress out there and getting people healthy and whole like you're trying to get your members so just a few little wrap-up comments. First of all, I want you all to know where that article came from again. If you want to go find it, it's Christianity Today, April 20th, 2018. It's titled The Church and Mental Health, What Do the Numbers Tell Us, um, written by Ed Stetzer. And so you can find that. I also want to reference that we had another podcast on emotional maturity here with Christine Schlotman and I. We're on that show together, and it's called Emotional Maturity, and we have podcasts on that. You can find it on our website at wellspringmiami.org, or you can go to any of your favorite podcast locations and have Wellspring on the Air podcast. Emotional Maturity is the name of that one, and I love that one. She talked about being emotional infants or emotional children or adolescents and, you know, and what that means. That comes from Peter Scazzaro and his work on emotionally healthy spirituality, which is also a great resource. They have a website. The website for Peter Scazzaro is emotionallyhealthy.org, and that's a great resource. But you can find any of those things. You know, I just wanted to wrap up and comment on the fact that the Bible tells us all about our emotional and mental and behavioral health. It does have all the answers in there, but it is helpful to have professionals pull those things together. Sometimes the Christian and the professional counselor together, pastors who have researched this and know this and pulling that together for us. But, you know, the Bible talks about depression. Psalm 42 says, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, and for I will yet praise him. And it's great. The scripture says, what do we do? Our hope is in God, and we put our hope there. So what do we do when we're down? Because we need to think thoughts about God and see the hope he gives us, that he loves us, he forgives us, he can help us, he can heal us, and he can guide us to those things. Scripture talks about the cures for some of our mental issues, which is gratitude to God and thanks to him and connecting with one another, the body life of the church. Talks about what to do with our anxious thoughts in Psalm 139. Uh tells us how to behave and what to do with our anger and our sadness, even domestic violence. The Bible teaches us about love and respect and how to do that. So the Bible is full of the answers. Um, We Christians need to know these answers and then pursue them actively in our lives so that we can be whole and healthy, just the way Greg was describing. One last thing as we close, um, Greg, tell us the name of your church and where it is and how to find you. Yeah, it's Miami Church, which is real easy, miamichurch.com. Okay. Super simple. And it's in Coconut Grove. All right. And that's Greg Ingram. Thank you for being with us today. It's time to wrap up. This is Tova Kreps with Wellspring on the Air because hearts and minds matter. Wellspring on the Air is a production of Wellspring Counseling, a nonprofit professional counseling center with multiple locations in Miami-Dade County. Wellspring therapists are licensed by the state of Florida and Christian in their worldviews. They have wide ranges of clinical expertise, including marriage, family, anxiety, depression, and trauma. Their diverse group of therapists includes several who speak Spanish or Portuguese. If you would like to know more about Wellspring's services of counseling and education, 
go to their website at wellspringmiami.org or give them a call at 786-573-7010 or email them at ontheair at wellspringmiami.org. Again, you can find a way to contact them at wellspringmiami.org.